on today's episode of Locked On 76ers schedule release, but we have a few for you early ahead of the 3 p.m. start time. According to sources, I have three home games for the 76ers, some marquee ones. We'll talk about those and more of the marquee games in general the Sixers have as of right now, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Do it today, people. Do it today. Hey, what's up, man? I see you up here breaking news. What's up? Let's they got talk a little bit about what you got. Huh? <laughs> they got to do it today. The schedule release. They got to yeah. do it today. Yeah, they got. I know they better do it today. They better do it today. And he you better, better have one that had there, right? <laughs> so, yeah, so, uh, before we start, talk to me about um, you know, the news that you broke. Yeah, so uh, uh, according to sources, Keith and, and the listeners and viewers out there, schedule released this afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the Sixers was able to get a couple of games, home games. Phoenix, uh, November 7th, back here in Philadelphia at the center. Second game at Marquee, Los Angeles Lake is LeBron James and company. They visit on the 9th of December. And the Golden State Warriors, the NBA champions, they also visit in December. That will be on the 16th here in Philadelphia. So three games that I have for everybody ahead of the schedule. It's always exciting, man, to get ready to get get to the schedule just to find out when the marquee games are played. We'll dive into some of the the games. Of course, we talk about Christmas Day, opening day. We have some of those uh, games out there as well, the home opener. We could talk about that and how tough it might be for this team starting off right out of the gate. So those are the three Phoenix, November 7th, the Los Angeles Lakers, December 9th and the Golden State Warriors, December 16th here in Philadelphia. So some good stuff uh, for the Sixers, of course. But as we get started, we got to welcome everybody. Thank you for checking in on Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens, 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner, Keith Pompey. Newsbreaker, always a newsbreaker. This time he let me have one. Sixers beat writer for the Enquirer.com uh, out there. And we got to thank you again for making us your first listen. Remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube right here, Locked On 76ers. What are you talking about? I let you have one, bro. Okay, you knocked down the door. Yo, he knocked down the door and said, give me that. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Oh man, I'm here. But before we get to those games, uh, we can get to those games a little bit later. We'll talk about those uh, of what the Sixers will be dealing with at home. We need to start off with uh, first and foremost, the uh, schedule later on. Also, we'll talk about in the final segment, Ben Simmons, since we were not able to discuss it with you on Tuesday, we're talking with you here on this Wednesday. We'll discuss with you the Philadelphia 76ers and Ben Simmons uh, reportedly coming to a settlement agreement of the $20 million that he uh, missed out on while he did not play for the team before traded to Brooklyn. But uh, Keith, some, some, some big games that we have heard. First of all, Christmas day, the 76ers, according to Shams, you know, we got to give him the credit. Shams said the Sixers will be playing the New York Knicks on Christmas. We've talked about that one already and why they are playing the Knicks, but we also have a few other games 
where it is the home opener in Boston, according to Shams, on the 16th of October. And two days later now, the home opener against the Milwaukee Bucks. So the two teams, Keith, that we have the Sixers right behind in the Eastern Conference, those appear to be the first two games on the schedule for the Philadelphia 76ers away with Boston, home against Milwaukee. You had a question. No, I, but I got a yeah, okay. Go yeah. ahead. I want you to answer the question. Because <laughs> <laughs> normally you had me go first and then you like sitting back. Nah. So you can say the question, but I want you to answer the question. So Keith's question to, to me, folks, was do you like that they're playing these two teams right out of the shoot back to back? Yes. If you are that good, it doesn't matter when you play them. And alleged, you know, right now, allegedly, everyone's going to be healthy. Everyone's going to be ready to go. We're all starting at the same time. Get on that horse and let's roll. Roll that ball out and let's see what you have right away against the best of the best in the Eastern Conference. It's an early barometer. We may not overreact to the win. We may not overreact to the loss, but we are going to analyze it as we should. But it is an early barometer that I like that the schedule maker has the Sixers against Boston and Milwaukee, the two teams that we think that they're going to face for the Eastern Conference crown and, and see exactly where they are measuring them against these two teams that are believed to be better than them. And if they come out right away, hold hold their own uh, on the road in Boston against that tough team, come back two days later, home opener against the Milwaukee Bucks. I love it. And if you remember, they started on the road in New Orleans last year and they won that game. They blew them out. They came back home on the Friday. They played the Brooklyn Nets with Kevin Durant and James Harden. They lost that game. But it was a highly anticipated home openers are always highly anticipated. But it was against the Brooklyn Nets. And I loved it. They lost it. Disappointed, especially how they lost it as, as the game got uh, the way that it did down the stretch of the game. But I love the fact that they are starting off with a tough matchup against those two teams. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I, I I like it too. I mean, you get a, 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 a um, you get an early barometer, I guess, to see gauge how good this team is. But it's it's, it's weird too, though, because you know we you got to realize there are seventy nine games left after that, and 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 I, it could go two ways. Like if the Sixers get overhyped, I mean, if the Sixers get win these two games, then all of a sudden I can see people here in Philadelphia saying. Yeah, yeah, we we we're that squad. We we we're the best. We're the best. We're the best. A little overhyping them a little bit, knowing that there's a little. I mean, I'm not gonna say overhyping them, but you you know what I'm saying, like like feeding into it. But if they lose, because realistically, they could. I mean, you expect them to lose those two games to start off. They could easily start off zero and two. And and that I can see it. I can see it on the Divine Giving Show, taking calls with people like Fire Doc. Oh man, <laughs> I thought y'all said. I, thought y'all I saw said a tweet about that already. Someone actually tweeted that you guys are looking at this the wrong way. I think it was Kaz. She's a great Sixer fan, and she said you guys are looking at it the wrong way. <laughs> it's the Fire Doc if they lose the first two. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be Fire Doc. Oh man, I thought y'all said James is working out. Oh man, uh, uh, PJ was supposed to be great. Oh man, look, uh, he he couldn't guard Giannis, or Giannis got what he wanted. He he couldn't guard uh Jason Tatum. So like, you know, what I mean, it could go either way with that. Now again, it's like, hey, is it, Marquee 
Um, it, it like personally, I think it's great for the to find out what the Sixers are. But typically, I think sometimes when you have a young team, and in the past they would play seven preseason games, sometimes more than that, right? Seven, yeah. eight preseason. So yeah. you would have time to get your guys on the court together to to gel. But when you coming out of the gate with these two, sometimes you got to be realistic and say to yourself like. They got to get their timing together. They got to do this because they're not just going to do all that in five preseason games, right? You're not. And typically the last preseason game, you don't even play your starters, right? So with me is, well, they're only playing four preseason games right now. So yeah. it's like, so you, you you get my drift, right? So the thing is people got to be a hundred percent and say like realistic, like, okay, this is great. We got a barometer, but typically you would prefer to play some other teams before you can play play these teams because yeah. like the people, Pelicans last year, I, like you warm like up, the Pelicans, yeah, like like they played the Pelicans and they went somewhere and they played, then they played the the Nets, then they went and played another Bobo squad, and then they came back and played the Knicks or, or, or Milwaukee, and they started off two and two. So I just don't want people to like jumping off the bridge if they lose. Nor do I want people saying that's right. We that squad, if they win, it's going to be a long season. And I think that when you bring a team like this together, especially a veteran team, it's like they're 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 playing for the playoffs yes. in the championship. So we're going to see them gradually grow and get better as the season goes along. Yeah, for sure. And and look, Boston is going to be crazy uh, up there at the Garden uh, when you're up there covering the game. And uh, they, that crowd is going to be hyped. They had an NBA Finals run. They lost in the finals. So you know they're going to be uh, teed up with that first game, first time they've seen them since they lost uh, the championship and, and have an opportunity to, again, see them against one of the better teams that people look at from outside of Philadelphia at looking at the 76ers and seeing that the Boston Celtics have to go up against them. And I'm sure the same thing will be felt that way in Milwaukee. May not be a threat, of course, because it's a regular season game, but it's a it's a big game to start off the season. And, and that's what I like about it, to see that they get it right out of the shoot against these two really good Eastern Conference clubs and to see exactly where they are, see what training camp did for them, see how long it's going to take for them to start to gel, to your point, before we start to really dissect things and say, all right, this isn't working, the mistake is here, maybe you need to take P.J. Tucker out of the starting lineup, put Matisse Thiebel back in there, something along those lines. But we'll have we'll, – we'll have – We'll have um, uh, some overreaction, I'm sure, both good and bad, from uh, ourselves and maybe even some Sixer fans as so, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, and I'm, a, I'm here. I am. I'm up here being the voice of reason right now. But I know, like, oh man, my man can't go left. Oh, he was giving him a problem. And then, like, oh man, the dude looked like he's an MVP yeah, yeah, yeah. front runner right now. But yeah, it's one of those things. Is early. I mean, it's good for it's good for them that out the gate to see what they got to work on where they are, but but yeah, it, it's I mean, again, I enjoy it, I enjoy it, but at the same time, love it. It's, it's going to be cray cray. It, it really is. It really is. Now, Keith, on the other side, let's get into the three games that that I have uh, according to my my sources. Three home games that they will have against the Suns, Lakers, and Warriors. We'll dive into that next, right here, locked on 76ers. Before we talk about that, I want to talk to you guys about drive sober or get pulled over. 
You're hanging with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. And e and the evening comes and, and to an end and the people start to head out. You think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's not. It's no big deal. What are the eyes that you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst thing that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You, you, you total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows all about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop anyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Plus, it's safe to plan ahead and get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Sober, drive sober or get pulled over. I'm telling y'all, that's key, man. Drive sober or get pulled over. You have no excuse nowadays. You have you have what? You have Uber. You could do Lyft. Come on, man. You could call a good friend. It's, it's nowadays yeah. in 2022. Drive sober or get pulled over. We see too many of these where things turn out the wrong way when all you have to do is make one decision and the right one. So great stuff, Keith. Uh, drive sober or get pulled over. So um, we appreciate that, man. Thank you all for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game, everything that's going on uh, with analysis from our local experts. is free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, Keith, um, as we talk about those marquee games to start things off in November, they also uh, get a visit from the Phoenix Suns earlier in the month where the uh, defending Western Conference champion from two seasons ago uh, visit the uh, Wells Fargo Center and uh, have an opportunity to see an early run uh, against the Phoenix Suns. Um, it's funny because I looked at a tweet. Nobody wants to go to that Phoenix game. Well, actually, they do. They're one of the better teams in the Western Conference and one of the more fun teams in the NBA overall to watch. And they do play well on the road. So uh, people want to be there for that one. The Lakers on the 16th, uh, pardon me, on the, uh, as I, let me follow it up and see if I uh, have the date right here. The Lakers on the 9th of December and uh, the Golden State Warriors on the 16th of December. These are some really good games, man. And, Obviously, being able to share that, we know that we know what the building is going to look like. We the, They always have sellouts. But when when those two teams in particular, the Lakers and the Warriors, and the Suns get a nice crowd, but the Lakers and the Warriors of how there are so many fans on for both of those teams that reside here in the area or close to the area, they'll drive in just to get a glimpse of, uh, of that team against the 76ers because they may not be able to watch them elsewhere. That's going to be, those, those are going to be some high, as we talk about highly anticipated games, we know how that building is going to be against the Los Angeles Lakers and the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns as well, as they try to bounce back and get themselves back into the, the, uh, the Western conference finals and hopefully into the NBA finals for them. There's, there's some big games. Yeah, I agree. And it's funny because, you know, like, and the first thing that comes to mind when Phoenix comes is not um, Chris Paul, right? 
is not Devin Booker. The first thing that my mind comes to, Mikel should have been the Sixers Bridges guarding James Harden. Like, I mean, seriously, I mean, I want to see that. I really do. I want to see if if James Harden could get by this guy and if this guy can lock him down, right? And I'm just joking, should have been a six or this and that. I really wanted to say he should have been a Temple Al, right? Just to just to, just to mess with mess with people, right? So so anyway, so look, so <laughs> so so I mean, we, we like just I'm just joking, Villanova fans. I'm joking, everybody else. But look, the deal is like I want to see that. I want to see if in that in, in in today's game they do a lot of switches and this and that. But we're talking about to me. That's a real test for Harden to show that he still has it. Like we see these videos of him scoring on people. We saw the video of Scotty Barnes locking them down. But this is the a real NBA game, and you know Mikael Bridges is going to guard him. He's going to guard the best perimeter player on the other team, right? So I would love to see that matchup in the second game with the Lakers. You know, of course, is LeBron and, and, and all this and that, but. Like, this might be a joke to you, but if you notice, like, the Lakers and LeBron, they got a lot of fans kicked out of the arenas, right, for, like, heckling them. So Very the first true. thing that came to my mind is, like, who's going to be the guy to get into it with one of, one of the Lakers and, and get his season ticket? Russell Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, Russell Westbrook. LeBron James. I mean, like, uh, Carmelo Anthony last year. You remember? Because one guy, yeah, Murphy, yeah. the fan, he – he, he got he, then he lost his tickets and all yeah. that, right? Yeah, got banned yeah. from the building. So, and then the last game is against um, who they playing that last one? Golden State on the Golden 16th. State. They're yeah. a show. They're always a show. They're always a show. And remember last year, and, and last year, uh, Matisse shut down Steph. Yes, he shut did. him down. Yes, and I want to see, like, first of all, is if Matisse is still going to be here. Like, who else is going to step up if he's not here at that time? And can Matisse duplicate that? Because Steph is the type of guy, I know he was an NBA champion, but you have to believe that he's like, yeah, he when the game comes, I got to give it to this guy. I got to let him know that that was once yeah. in a lifetime. You ain't doing it again, bro. So yeah. these are three marquee games that I really, really are, are looking forward to. One, I want to see what Bridges does against Harden. Two, the Lakers are the Lakers, but I was joking about the fan interaction, but it's kind of true, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then thirdly, I want to see what they're going to do with Steph. I want to see if if, um, if Matisse can duplicate that or if somebody else can step up and 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 uh and ask for that smoke. You know, what you, I mean? know you know it's funny uh, that Laker game, if I remember correctly, maybe you can tell me if I'm off or not. Was that the was the Laker game when um Anthony Davis went off against him and Joel Embiid. We're going back and forth. The Sixers won, but I think Davis had a really good game um, against the uh, against the Sixers in Philadelphia last year because uh, I, I believe he came back from injury and he, he came in and dropped like thirty. Uh, yeah. on the, but but the uh, the Sixers did win the game. I don't remember much about LeBron James in, in that one, and certainly Russell Westbrook. But I think I don't even know if he played. I don't know if LeBron played. Right. I think it was Davis was the only one that played. Yeah. And he got off, but it wasn't enough because the rest of the team wasn't wasn't good enough to, to beat the Sixers. And then with Golden State, now it's going to be we didn't see Klay Thompson. 
We did Andrew Wiggins is playing, you know, he's got a different, he may have a different confidence after winning that championship. And I'm very curious to see how they match up and uh, against the, the NBA champions. So three fun games against the Suns, Lakers, and the Golden State Warriors that will, I'm sure, be packed here at the center in Philadelphia on those dates. Uh, final segment, Keith, we need to talk about a guy who missed a lot of dates in the 21-22 campaign, Ben Simmons. Seems like they have come to an agreement on a settlement. We'll discuss it next right here, Locked On 76ers. Welcome back, Locked On 76ers. Keith Pompey, Devon Givens with you here. And Keith, on Monday, right around 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I remember that specifically because I was going on the air right as it happened, uh, starting at 6 p.m., and Adrian Wojnarowski reported that the Sixers and Ben Simmons have come to a mutual agreement on a settlement of the $20 million that uh, he he is owed and he was, uh, you know, trying to get back, trying to recoup that money after he missed all that time because of his reasons, uh, you know, mental health and his back and not being a part of the team, never playing, never practicing with the team before being traded in February to Brooklyn. Number is not out there. It's an undisclosed amount on the show. I just guessed he got half of it back. Uh, who knows what he got back, but uh, on the show that night, I guessed that he would get half of it back. This is finally over with. We can now move on from Ben Simmons. What do you think uh, of this whole thing, man, and them coming to this settlement with Ben Simmons? I think it's a win for the players, you know, but I also think it's going to, it could, it could end up hindering the player when the new collective bargaining come out. But I, I mean, you look at this, you know, let, let, let's think about something. So I, I think, you know, you got a guy and, and again, it, you know, I'm like a lot of people, some people were saying, oh man, he was making that stuff up. I think there was some mental health issues going on. Um, you know, we, we all know like the stuff that was going on with the sister. Whenever you have a guy who's scared to shoot in big moments or scared to shoot around people, it's not like it's a mental thing. It's not like, I mean, he gets paid to play basketball. And for you to be a basketball player and you're scared to shoot from the outside, that's mental. And then you got to deal with the family situation where, you know, the sister came out and and made some accusations against her brother and stuff like that, that impacts a player, man. It does. And I think that he he had some mental issues. Now, granted, was those issues something that forced him to to uh, want to be traded? No. But at the same time, he had some mental health issues. So I, I feel like the fact that he used or they say he used that, and he got his money back. And so, like even if he got a quarter of it back, right? right? It's a win. The guy refused to play for the team. And, and you know, and then they came to a settlement and you know how they sign these non-disclosures and you can't get it out. I get it. But the thing is, when you look at it, the Sixers were so adamant that they weren't going to pay him this and that. And then he gets it back. That's a win. For the league, I mean, for for the for the players' association. Now you look at it and you go ahead and you see where Kevin Durant signed a four-year deal and he's trying to force his way out of Brooklyn. I mean, it's kind of like now 
It's weird, man. Like, it doesn't mean anything. Players can do whatever they want, especially if Kevin gets his wish and gets out of there. So, you know what? It was a win for the for Ben Simmons, win for the players, and it was a huge blow for the Sixers. I mean, they can spin it the way they want. It was a blow, man, because the guy forced his way out and you still had to pay. It, set a bad, it sets a bad precedence, as you just laid all that out, because of what other players could do. And you would hate to think that people would stoop that low if they would use the mental health angle as an excuse to get out of a situation in which they didn't like or just simply not to play, whatever it is. Not to say because we don't know about Simmons. Uh, my only thing was with him when you talk about, yes, it does affect people. And so many people have to play through so many. We all have to go to work and deal with things, right? It's how you handle it when you get there. You're there. You have to show up. And while he showed up in one way defensively against Trey Young, where he did shut him down, you know, you laced him up, you put your uniform on, you got to go out there and play. And that's just the nature of the job. You have to still try to play through things. And I, I think that, And but when you talk about dealing with that, right? I remember Isaiah Thomas when he lost his sister with the Celtics in the playoffs. Keith didn't go out there and drop like 50. I'm not saying Ben Simmons has to go out there and drop 50. I'm saying it's how you how an individual can handle a tough spot like that uh, when you still have to go out there and go to work. We saw him crying before the game, Isaiah Thomas, having to be consoled by Avery Bradley on the bench uh, before playing national anthem. You can still see that his eyes are watering and tears coming out of his eyes. But he still had a job to do, and he went out there the best way he could and went out there and performed. And, yes, everybody handles things differently. It's just the, the part of when the mental part, health part for Ben Simmons came out, how it looked. Not to say that he wasn't dealing with it. It was how it looked of when it seemed like it was uh, more of an excuse than it was an actual thing that he was dealing with. But we'll never know. We'll never know. Only he knows what the real truth is whether it's you know him actually dealing with something or not dealing with something and just wanting to get out of his situation here in Philadelphia. But can He's, I say one thing? Uh, yeah. I ain't going to cut you off. But see, here's the thing. Like, that, that, that whole Isaiah Thomas thing, like, you know, you look at that, and I get it. But, you know, in the NBA, see, there's a problem here. So we want to compare all these guys to us. But they're not treated like us, right? And, and what I mean by that is, you know, how many times, how many times the after a game, and see, like you compare this to the NFL, right? So the NFL, when you go into the NFL locker room, all the players are there on time, right? Mm-hmm. They're all there on time. I mean, am I right? Yes. You go there, you're all there on time. You know that, you know that uh uh, when like uh, that the quarterback is going to speak at a certain day, no matter what happens, he's going to speak. You go into an NBA locker room all the time. Sometimes they're like, oh, such and such says he don't feel like talking today. Sure. You're like, what? Or such and such says, can you wait for him treatment? So it's kind of weird to a point where you put these guys like on a pedestal to where you give them all this power. And then when they realize that they're different and they got power, you you can't compare them to the normal people because they like heck I got all this power now. Secondly, and then on on the Asper thing of that, like the the uh, the, the opposite of that is, you talk about Isaiah Thomas. So Isaiah Thomas was an All Star that year. He was by far the best player, not by far, but he was the best player on that Boston Celtics team. 
He was the reason why they played. MVP finalist. MVP finalist, right? So look, his sister dies, this and that. My man is not only does his sister die, he's playing hurt, right? With the hip. With the hip. When you look back at that, how loyal he was to the Boston Celtics, and they weren't loyal to him. Mm-hmm. He got a pat on the back. They thanked him. Then they traded him. Yep. Then they got him out of there. And this dude would remember he everybody just knew he was going to get paid. And they got rid of him. And this dude is still trying to play in the league. So in a way, you know, when you look at it and you're like Ben Simmons saying like, you know, everybody wants me to be loyal and it's great. But these people been trying to trade me for the longest. Like every time I make a mistake, they over, like you got some people in the front office like, you know, doing stuff like that during the games. Right. One person in particular. Then you also have you 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 also have. I felt like the coach threw me under the bus. So, but all he, so after all this, they done built him up. They gave him all this power, and he's like looking like, well, heck, they ain't loyal to me. Why should I come back here? So again, I, I get it. And and like you know what? No one's saying they weren't going to trade him. What it was is they wanted him to come back and play until he got traded. Like, I, saw. I ain't helping y'all out. No, never that. Never mind. Never mind that. Never mind that. And so, in a way, it it is a selfish act. But you look at what Isaiah did—a bad hip. His sister died. He plays in the game, and then they trade him afterwards. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. Yep. So it, it is tough, and I'm normally on the player side. Uh, we're close to this situation here, so we saw how it all played out, monitored it, and just thought, thought it could have been handled differently uh, with the Simmons part. But right now, it's over with. They have reached an agreement uh, to recoup some of the money. We don't know. Again, an undisclosed amount uh, based on the report, and that's finally in the books where that is over with the Sixers and Ben Simmons. But now, when the schedule release, Keith, we get to find out when he actually comes back to Philadelphia and plays whenever Brooklyn yeah. And the Sixers play. Supposedly on um it's like everything's leaking, right? Supposedly oh, yeah. he's supposed to be here November the twenty-third. You're right. I did see yeah. that. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, if I'm the league, I'm gonna be upset when the schedule does come out. Oh, this this is right. This yep. is right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. So hey, and and look, this is gonna be fun because uh we're gonna come back a little bit later, right, Keith? We're gonna come back yep. later with the schedule release. Uh, so while we thank everybody for making Locked On 76 as your first listen, we're going to come back once the schedule is released and uh, give you the Sixers schedule, break it down as best as we can uh, once it's dropped at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But in the meantime, make your second listen on Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes is free and available and uh, Keith, can you let the folks know where they can find us before uh, we come back later on? You know what? You can find us on. Well, before we come back, you can you can wherever you get your podcast at, you can subscribe to this podcast wherever. You can also go to our YouTube channel, Locked On Seventy Sixers. When you get on that channel, get on there. You see that Liberty Bell? Click on that Liberty Bell, and what happens is you become a subscriber and you get stuff to uh, through it. You get notified the whole nine, right? So do that. But especially a day like today is why it's important to follow my man D on Twitter. D broke the story about 
these three of the Sixers games. So what you do is you follow my man D at at Divine G975. That's D-E-V-O-N-G975. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers. Now, I know you guys are going to come back for this other podcast, but D, we're going to break it down on here. But also, you got to listen to my man D because he tonight from 6 to 10 on the Divine Giving Show, he's going to talk about the schedules, going to talk about the Eagles, going to talk about a lot of other different things. So, so listen, go to 97.5 from 6 to 10 p.m. It's the Divine Giving Show. So do yourself a favor and do it today, people. Definitely do it today. We appreciate it. Thank you, Keith. Appreciate it as always, man. Thanks for, uh, for the kind words as always. And we will be back a little bit later to once the schedule release comes out, 3 p.m. So in the meantime, Keith, got to watch some Phillies. Got to get ready for the show. They started a little bit early today. So we'll watch the afternoon Phillies baseball game and, uh, and uh, do that. So thanks, man, as always. And uh, I'll talk to you in a bit. I'll talk to you too, bro. Peace. Thanks, bro.